Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Goth, pressure. In trouble. Throws on the run. Incomplete. That was the fourth and three with about seven and a half to go in the game. Uh, Detroit uh, passing on what would have been a 47-yard field goal from Badgley to go for the fourth and three. And that play never had a chance. I was listening to Olsen sort of describe that play, and he said it was one of the only plays of the game Detroit offensively was confused uh, by San Francisco pre-snap. Goff immediately came out uh, with interior pressure, and that play never had a chance. The first fourth and two, certainly Josh Reynolds has a chance to catch that ball. That's a catchable ball. Uh, Joining us right now, as he does every Monday and every Friday minimum during the course of the week, is our Washington insider Ben Standig, who writes for The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter, at Ben Standig. Listen to his podcast, Standig Room Only, and subscribe to The Athletic. We'll get to Detroit losing and the interview schedule and any sort of update there in a moment, but let me just get your reaction to the two games yesterday. We'll start with... The first one, the AFC Championship. Uh, thanks for having me on, as always. Um, you know, <laughs> you know the the, the Rudy Tomjanovich line can sound hokey at times. The never, you know, never underestimate the heart of a champion, but it really did feel like that was, you know, kind of what was in, in play there. Kansas City was 
up to the moment, it, you know, that in the, you know, in the first half, you know, they just came out and, and both sides of the ball were really in, um, in control. And then even though they didn't score a single point in the second half, you know, it just still felt like they had, um, you know, they, they, they had their wits about them throughout. I mean, the Ravens, you know, obviously the Zay Flowers uh, fumble at the goal line that they had some other critical mistakes. They just seemed like they were just constantly on the verge of, uh, screwing up at all times. You know, they, they, they just, the unforced errors, the, the mistakes, they, it just didn't feel like they were, I want to say they were up to the moment. Obviously that's kind of a bit much, but they, you know, they, they just like undid themselves too many times. And for Lamar Jackson, you know, I've said this here, I've said this in many places, obviously he's a very good player. But when you get to the playoffs and you're down to one opponent, you just have to – this is the only thing to focus on, this one team. It just becomes easier not, – not easy, but easier to defend people or teams that have very unique circumstances. And in his case, as is often the, the demise, sit in the po- – you know, force him to throw from the pocket. That's kind of the deal. And if you can do that, he has not shown the ability historically to – um, to rally. And I know there was this notion of, well, they were playing from behind and they, they were out of their game. I mean, the final score was seven points, right? So, I mean, it wasn't yeah, it was like never they were down. 17-7. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they got away from even trying to run the football. That, that to me, was um, – that was a head-scratcher. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Lamar in that spot was just tough. And, you know, look, I mean, can't, I mean my, my big question going into the game was, was the Kansas City offense that we saw against Miami and Buffalo – for real, or were they just taking advantage of the Dolphins in bad weather and Buffalo's defense just really beat up? And, you right. know, certainly in that first half, it, it was Kansas City's offense was back, and, uh, you know, they, they did enough. Two drives and one throw at the end is essentially what they did offensively, and it was all they needed because the first two drives were an absolute clinic um, uh, by Mahomes and Kelsey at all. What about the second game? I mean, you know, I think we were all sitting here preparing for a world in which Washington may not be able to hire a head coach uh, until after the, officially until after the Super Bowl. If it was going to be Ben Johnson, the way that thing started, then, you know, I don't know if it was a single, if it was the Ayuk uh, catch off the deflection that was really the, the game changer from a momentum perspective. It kind of felt like it was. And, to go from that point where it's, you know, 24-7 at halftime to tie game by the end of the third um, and, and just the momentum just kind of kept building was, was pretty was pretty wild. I mean, obviously San Francisco is, is another, you know, been there, done that team, even though they haven't made the Super Bowl since 2019. They're in this position pretty much every year under Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, I think, you know, Detroit, you know, momentum can can get you sometimes and it just felt like as soon as the momentum flipped everything started falling apart for the lions you know they were obviously like a lot of our focus is on how ben johnson was calling the game and you know the the result is the result but when the lions were making as many mistakes as there were and so many drops um you know in the second half you know it's hard to sort of pick on that completely but uh yeah i mean they you know they were there they had they, they they seemingly had it and then they just completely lost the, the, the momentum and, uh, you know, give 
the Niners' credit, Brock Purdy made some plays with his legs, and uh, you know they 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 found a way, and that's you know that's what you ask of your best teams, especially in games where you don't always have it going. How do you what's your next gear? How do you find something else to to uh, to, to help you rally, and, and and they were able to do it. I was saying to Ben, Ben Denton during the break, and I think I've probably already described it like this during the show, but you know, we were so close in that game last night to really being having significant questions about the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, and their decisions on quarterbacks, you know, the, the evaluation of quarterbacks, because Purdy was horrendous for the first, you know, two and a half quarters of that game. And then Detroit melted down, gave him a chance to get back into the game with all of the drops, with the fumble, with the carrying the punt into the end zone, with just all of it. It was a complete self-destruction uh, by, by them. And then Purdy made one big play after another. But if Detroit doesn't, you know, uh, basically knocked their head against the wall for five minutes in the third quarter. San Francisco doesn't win that game, and it, it's but they did, and now they've got a chance to do what they couldn't do with Garoppolo, even though they had a ten point lead against Mahomes. But man, going into this game, I I, I made the mistake of picking Baltimore against Mahomes yesterday. I don't know if I'm going to do that again. Yeah, no, I mean. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, I, every... I guess the que- I guess the question, not to interrupt you, but I didn't ask you yeah. a question, is that do you evaluate yourself as the 49ers honestly and objectively and say for f- without a, a multiple drop passes, a fumble, uh, a lucky deflection off of a face mask that should have been a, a, an interception. Um, we lose, and we lose because we couldn't stop this team. They were great offensively, but we also lose because our quarterbacks throwing, you know, overthrowing people by six feet, and you know, and and throwing interceptions, uh, allowing uh, you know pressure to get to them. It, it's because that's the evaluation of that game to me. Purdy was great when they got the opportunity. McCaffrey was, Samuel was. But if you're doing an honest evaluation and you're the 49ers, I think I think you're still looking at quarterback. Well, I mean, I think I mean to, to the point of the game, I think you're right that like whatever Purdy was or wasn't doing, the defense was was really shredded, uh, letting them down. I mean, they, they they were getting you know torn up in that in that first half uh, for sure. And, you know, again, if they don't may have all the drops, you know, it's always the ifs and ifs ands and buts, but, you know, the drops really, you know, held them back um, as well. But, you know, the, the Brock Purdy thing is so interesting to me. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I know, I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan has had to defend the, the choice of going with Brock Purdy, but we just lived through this here. I mean, Brock Purdy was picked two rounds after Sam Howe. We saw Sam Howe play at a pretty good level at times, but ultimately, you know, it, it, things went, went south as the season went on, but, you know, switch the two quarterbacks. I mean, I know this is maybe easier said than done, but the Shanahan system has been so strong. They have so much talent that they were able to elevate, forget whether Purdy is good or not. He's incredibly inexperienced. I wouldn't care if he was the number one pick in the draft. He's still a two-year player, Putting put into this situation, I'm not expecting him to come out right. and 
Fair. crush it at all at, at all times, and yet he largely has done a pretty good job. I think to me it's like a testament to what Kyle Shanahan's able to do over there. That is, oh, I won't say completely plug and play, but it almost feels that way. Um, versus, you know, again, we saw Sam Howell play with a defense that was terrible all year with an offense that, you know, just never really quite got going. Got, you know, he's getting sacked all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. So to me, like, the, I mean, maybe they need a long-term quarterback. I'm not going to argue that. But, you know, I, I just think what they've been able to do with a guy who was the literal last pick in the draft and the second-year player. It's amazing. So pretty remarkable. Yeah, it, it, It's totally amazing, and don't get me wrong. I think he's a, a decent quarterback. I think the conversation about how, you know, they got a great quarterback, and I'm not trying to create straw man. Uh, there are people that think that Purdy at times – I mean, look, he was an MVP frontrunner there for a while here this season. He's not that for me, and he wasn't that yesterday and wouldn't have had the opportunity to essentially – erase what he was for the first half and a little bit beyond that, if not for Detroit's implosion. Um, But the bottom line is he took advantage of it. He played great over the final quarter and a half, and he was a big-time player in the final drive against Green Bay after not playing great. I just It's going to be interesting because they're good enough as a roster – to win against anybody at any time. They've already proven that. But the ultimate prize is the next game. And unless he wins that one, you can still say, yeah, but they don't have a ring. And so nobody like him has ever won a ring. But if he does, then people will start to do the rookie quarterback, seventh rounder. And I'm not even sure it's a needle in a haystack. to to it. I mean, it is for him. Um, but... I'd still be looking if I were them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's a very, you know, look, this is the nature of the, the problem of this sport. If you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter if you have all the other toys that the 49ers have, you know, if you, if you eliminate quarterback and say who, which two, who has the most talented roster, I, I think San Fran's probably winning that. Right. I'm not, even, I'm not sure who else I'm even sort of, putting in that discussion if you're eliminating the quarterback. Uh, but if you, you know, they, they have a, they have a, a, a good one, a reasonable one, a, a facsimile of a good and reasonable one, whatever you want to say Purdy is, they have something, but you know, it's, is he definitely the answer? I, I wouldn't say that for sure, but how do you go about and get one? It's obviously, you know, you, you, you draft, you mold, you try, you sign, whatever, but it's not, it's it's not that easy, and, and it is. I mean, look, I'm yeah, I'm not trying to uh, you know um, overpraise Kyle Shanahan, but it really is crazy to see what they've been able to do. I mean, in the past, we have seen like when Ben Roethlisberger, right, when the Steelers won the first one with him, he was really you know his his stats in Super Bowl were terrible. Right. He was really green, but you know you, you saw the promise of what could be, but they were just really good, and they were able to plug and play him. I mean, it is the thing that Ron Rivera would say to us at times. You could build up the team and then plug in a quarterback and, and, and hope. It, obviously, they couldn't build the roster good enough here. But in terms of but I, I, almost nobody could build a roster good enough to say, here, here's a day three quarterback, let alone the last pick in the draft, two years in the league, go ahead, get to, get to the Super Bowl. How, what else do you have to do for that to happen? It's, 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 it's nuts. By the way, did you see, since we've been talking about Ron Rivera news, no. 
he apparently he's been he was interviewed by the Rams for their defensive coordinator opening. All righty. Uh, I have not seen that news. Uh, Denton, I'm sure, is going to include it in his news. By the way, oh, sorry, this Denton. will be, for the 49ers, the best defensive team they've faced in a while. Detroit's not a good defensive team. Green Bay, not a great defensive team. Um, the last great defensive team they faced were the Ravens on Christmas night, and it was a debacle um, for them in that game. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm not surprised that the Niners are favored. Um, but, uh, this is an interesting Super Bowl matchup for sure. Um, all right, give me the, and give all of our listeners here, the update, the itinerary on all of the interviews for the head coaching opening in Washington this week. Oh, and by the way, just as a reminder, the 49ers, if we're we're saying that their depth is really the key, you know, how much overall talent they have, you know, one of the people who was the architect of that roster is now the general manager here and having a right. say in the in the head coach search and Adam Peters, um, yeah. So they're gonna. The expectation is there's five candidates of the original uh, seven plus Bianca that they have not interviewed in person. Those are expected to take place over the next 48 hours. The two Baltimore coaches, Anthony Weaver and uh, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, who, for what it's worth, you know, held a Mahomes offense to zero points. Uh, he and his you know, players held the zero points in the second half yesterday. Um, they are scheduled to meet today. Uh, Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, is scheduled to meet tomorrow. And then the team is flying, or you know, the, the search committee is flying to Detroit to meet with uh, Ben Johnson and Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. I, from that point, I mean, as far as we know, that's that'll be the end of the interviews. And you know, we could have a name announced by. Tuesday night by Wednesday and uh, get moving. But yeah, it, it, we should be here pretty much at the finish line at this point. And it looks like Ben Johnson still, right? No reason to think that it isn't him. Say, say that again. And it looks like Ben Johnson. For, I mean, if, if, if it's oh. not the echo chamber, as you described last week, you know, and everybody that's reported front runner, that's the odds on favorite. Certainly, the odds-on favorite for sure. I, 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 again, the Seattle part to me that that Seattle is the only other team with a head coaching opening is very, very interesting. And I do think potentially, maybe nothing, potentially relates to Washington in that you know, look, all the all the candidates that people are looking at are now eligible to be hired because of the because they all lost Baltimore and Detroit. However, if Baltimore had won, they wouldn't have been able to interview, do anything with Ben, with Ben, with Mike McDonald for a while. They hadn't even interviewed him yet in Seattle, um, which is odd, even though there's supposedly interest in him. So the question was, why is Seattle waiting? Dan Quinn is sitting there. If you want Dan Quinn, you can just go get this done and yeah. call it a day. So what are they waiting on? A guy that they have yet to interview or Ben Johnson, who they did interview, and it sounds like they may be interested in the interview again, I'm not sure if I've seen definitively that they're flying to Detroit or meeting with him, but it sounds like there's still some interest there. So I'm assuming that Ben Johnson is the, the leading option here by far, but the Seattle part of this to me is kind of weird. And, you know, I, I definitely have had people like ask me, do I think there's any chance Ben Johnson goes to Seattle people? I don't mean like, you know, team insiders, but just, you know, there seems to be some noise about it. So, that's the part that's weird. But other than that, I, I mean, not other than that, but, but I still would assume Ben Johnson is the leader in the clubhouse here. 
Yeah, I mean, which is the better job, Seattle or Washington? I mean, on the surface, I think it's definitely here. The only variable would be, look, Seattle has been a very good organization now for a decade or so. You know, they're, though Pete Carroll is out, John Schneider, their GM, has been, you know, running personnel there for several years. But, you know, Geno Smith's a fine quarterback, but he obviously he's an older guy and he's not one of the league's elite, so there's not much to work with there. They, they didn't make the playoffs last year, right? I mean, they were, you know, just another one. You know, they, they basically were the equivalent of what Washington had been for several years, good at times, but not good enough. So unless you want to live in Seattle or, like, playing in a really nice stadium now is part of your criteria for choosing a job, I don't know why Seattle would be viewed more favorably than Washington, not to mention as a coach, you know, no disrespect to the coaches in the NFC East, but you've got Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan in the NFC West. That's that, you know, young guys, you're, they're not going anywhere. You're going to have to deal with that versus here where, you know, every head coach is on the verge of getting fired if they have a bad year, it feels like, right? So um, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know how you would pick Seattle over Washington, but yeah, who knows? He is interviewing, according to Pelissaro in Seattle. You said that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, yeah. I guess, I just hadn't heard definitively if they were like flying to him. But yeah, I mean, it, right. it, it was, it, 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 it was still interest that that was still happening to a degree. And this is my thing with with the Ben Johnson stuff is we can keep saying. I mean, I know people who are just locking it in. Ben Johnson's coming here, and that's fine. But he's still interviewing. He is willing to get blown away, it appears, right? He's willing for somebody to say to him, hey, what do you got? I'm, I'm interested. And then, you know, Adam Peters took zero other interviews. He was coming here. So that's the part where it's like, all right, well, what, what is happening here? Is there something we're missing? Uh, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, he, 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 it seems like it's, it, he's coming here, McDonald's going there, but maybe not. So, yeah, it, it is, it's, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, and when you, I, I guess, just this conversation is making me. I, I think you're right not to just assume um, the fact that he's going to interview with Seattle. Seattle's been an attractive NFL franchise for a while. It's a more attractive NFL franchise with a, you know, arguably one of the most passionate fan bases in the sport, one of the best, if not the best, home field advantages in the sport. And a hell of a roster. Let's not forget that, that that roster with the picks that they got in the Wilson trade, they've got an excellent roster. Now, beautiful, the physical beauty of the Pacific Northwest, because it is cool. He's looking at Woolen and Witherspoon and, and you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the defensive talent that they have and um, Metcalf and Lockett and the, the backs that they have, like Walker and, and Charbonnet and and he's like, look, I, I, you know, I can make Geno Smith work in the same way that I made Jared Goff work. We can win. We can win game. They, they were in the playoffs last year. We can win right away with Seattle's roster. I, I, I don't. I bet you that that it, I mean, you've put it in my mind anyway that if it were to happen that way, it wouldn't be a stunner. Seattle's not that much different than Washington. There are advantages that a coach like him might see in terms of, well, at least we don't have to go 3-13 and 13 next year with a first-year quarterback. You know, um, yeah. I can win right away in Seattle because they got a good roster, got a great offensive line. 
Um, right? Don't they, Denton? With Cross and yeah, they've, they've built it up. It's been, it's gotten it's gotten better. They had um, I think it was last year, not this year, but the, the previous year they had a draft similar to, to how Detroit did, where like everybody seemed to work. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only difference is just that there has this been this low hum the whole time that he's coming here, and now you know yeah. it's, it's like it's like some it's like some movie you're trying to figure out you know who did it, and now you're only down to two. Uh, Two suspects. So it's like, okay, right? It's 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 Washington. This is what everybody's been saying. But there's another team. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, look, at, let me look at this team again here. This looks kind of interesting. Wait, are we sure it's not that person? So, yeah. Yep. Um, what else? What else? Other than the Ron Rivera news that he's he's interviewing for the L.A. Uh, Rams. The Rams obviously lost Raheem Morris. I'm trying to think of who else is on that staff. I don't know. Interesting. Sean McVay and Ron Rivera together. All right. I mean, I bet. Look, yeah. I don't. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, look. Who knows? I mean, like you know, I know Brandon Staley flamed out um, as a head coach, but the reason he got the head coach job was because he was really good as a defensive coordinator with the Rams. Um, so you know that that would seem to be a, a fairly easy one, unless you know there was some you know, so some specific like, personal reason that they wouldn't want to bring him back. And, you know, there's a few other candidates. So I, I don't know. Look, I'm not, uh, I, 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 I'm not expecting Ron Rivera to get hired as a defensive coordinator by anybody, but you know, sure. He's gotten interviewed, you know, good, good luck to, uh, to all involved. Um, the, uh, the senior bowl this week though, that's, uh, that's you're, heading down that, to, that, that, you're, that, you're heading to mobile, right? I am. All right, right, so let's figure out the schedule where we can get you on and you can talk about uh, who are the quarterbacks that are there? Uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. are the the two headliners, the two guys that could get possibly picked in the first round. Obviously, we're not expecting them to be in play at two, but, you know, whatever percentage chance there is that Washington trades out, trades down to, 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 to get that haul like the Bears did a year ago, something like that. Um, And, you know, if they don't fall in love, with uh, the quarterbacks at the top, I guess it's possible that, that that's in play. But, uh, but yeah, those are the quarterbacks. And, you know, I think if there's going to be four and five quarterbacks in the draft, uh, or, 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 or I guess upwards of six, it's like those two or J.J. McCarthy from Michigan are the likely ones to uh, hear their names called. Right. Um, what would you think of Chase Young's performance? How about the one play that literally went viral on the uh, Gibbs touchdown where – he wasn't just loafing; he was almost in reverse on the play. Um, he had a he had a couple of plays in the second half, a couple of run stops for for minus yardage, but uh, yeah, something yeah, kinda, something's kinda, just not it, right. The, it kind of looked like if you said to me, "Hey, you have to go make you have to go in this play. You don't have to do anything. But you have to go in it." And then I'm like wandering around. All of a sudden, oh no, I'm about to get into a collision, and I kind of pull up. Uh, yeah, it was not a good, not a good look. When for, he for stopped, Mon- I think he stopped Montgomery for like a two yard loss in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I made yeah, note that- of this, and I haven't mentioned this, but he is looking to watch the video board of the play that he just made, and he misses the defensive call, and he lines up on the wrong side pre snap, and then has to be told by somebody. I think it was it could have been Ken Law or somebody. No, 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 you're on the other side, dude. You're on the other side. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Great job. Keep us posted. Thanks.
Uh, absolutely, man. See ya. Ben Standing at Ben Standing on Twitter. Follow him. Follow the Team 980 on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter uh, because this will be, I think, a breaking news week uh, for sure. The interviews today with the Baltimore guys, tomorrow with the Detroit guys and Dan Quinn. Um, certainly wouldn't be a surprise if by the end of tomorrow a new head coach is uh, announced, uh, I would say Wednesday or Thursday, worst case. All right, we'll do some Denton news, catch up on some things that we didn't talk about from this past weekend. That's after these words from a few of our sponsors. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 